Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, that's a that shame. That was a bit of a shame. Big bucket of wind. Yeah. Yeah. Awful, awful movies when you watch them back now. You go, oh, yeah. Like Pioneer. Pioneer. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> as we Aussies like to call them, a little battler. <laughs> but anyway, I loved Jason and the Argonauts when I was a kid. Yeah. I thought it was a fucking awesome movie. Not so much now. No. Not, <laughs> not so much now. Clunky skillet. Yeah. Probably still better than the recent Argonauts reboot, though. Is it, well, well, Wasn't there a. Like, didn't the Wrath of the Titans guy do an Argonauts movie? No, but it, it, no, Argo, that was about a plane that went over... Anyway. Yeah. Oh, and the guy... Yeah. Oh, the guys that they escaped from Tehran were Argonauts because they were escaping... There you go. And, right. And the beard was the Golden Fleece. Man. See what I did there? Affleck just works on levels. Yeah. Argo, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 21. 21. Oh, I don't know if that came across, but that's how happy I am about it. One more episode, yeah. and we will have had as many episodes of this podcast as there are Fast and Furious sequels. <laughs> yeah, true, but in fairness to the Fast and Furious sequels, they are still making more, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But unlike the Fast and the Furious, we keep getting better every time. Boom! That just happened. That just happened. I must admit, they're, they're like a guilty pleasure for me. The Fast and Furious movies, an absolute guilty pleasure. I shouldn't like them. I probably don't like them, in all honesty. But every time I go and watch one, I'm like, oh, fuck, man. I don't mind this movie. I, I have never seen one. Really? You're not missing much, to be clear. I don't... But, like, <laughs> the first one I kind of got made yeah. a sequel to fairly ordinary... What I'm led to believe, two fairly ordinary sequels of Diminishing Returns. Yeah. And then number five just was like, bang, up yeah, there again. Yeah, went out of nowhere. But I've been seeing the trailer for number six when we go and see movies, and mm. it just looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't wait. <laughs> it's like, we've got to save the world by driving really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's got Vin Diesel. I can't even do a Vin Diesel accent. Don't even know what I was trying to do in a Vin Diesel impersonation. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, it's awful. It's yeah. awful. But anyway. So welcome to episode 21, those of you who are still with us. <laughs> Those of you who haven't gone, really? 21 episodes of this shit? <laughs> and we're out of time. <laughs> so thank you. See you again next week. <laughs> uh, for, uh, for the podcast, I've been waiting. <laughs> so we should jump straight into some news. Absolutely. Absolutely. Would you like to kick us off? I will. News theme. I will. Yeah. is because I feel pot committed. Okay. I've I've told ne- you about smoking before we do the show. Neither of us care. Yeah. We really don't care. Yeah. But we spend so much time not caring about it, we have to take it out to its conclusion. So it's almost meta yeah. at this at this point in time. Yes. Yeah. So, the Crow reboot. <laughs> I'm scrubbing that off my news right now. Luke Evans yes. is now has now been tapped for the for the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not familiar with his name, don't <laughs> don't don't feel sad. He's in a bunch. He's been in a bunch of awful things that nobody saw, including Clash of the Titans and Immortals. It's good to see this film has finally gotten the star it deserves, and hopefully we can never discuss it again. 
I don't know if people have never seen those movies. I think they should never have seen the movies. I certainly wish I had the money back. Yeah, I mean, apparently they wanted him from the get-go, and then they couldn't get him, so that's why all these What, he was too big a star? Who knows? Because he's, he's in The Desolation of Smog, or Smog, or Smog. Yeah. I don't even know how to pronounce the fucking dragon's name. Yes, well, consider that news gone. Thank you very much. News item number one for me, Man of Steel news. Oh. Have you heard this little fucking... Potential spoiler, don't care, because it's awful, and if it is, then everyone should be warned about it. Apparently, Krypton doesn't blow up in this movie. Exactly. Folks, if you could have seen that reaction, that was a... And I quote a news source, that's what pits him against General Zod, Boardwalk Empire's Michael Shannon, a Kryptonian tyrant who wants Clark to join him back on Krypton which would mean abandoning his post as defender of the weaklings of Earth. What the fuck? I mean, that's akin to rebooting Batman. And so, oh no, Martha, Martha and uh, and what, Thomas Wayne. Martha are fine. and Thomas are fine. Yeah, it was. Well, that that is so fundamental. A. Yeah. Part of the, the mythology, what the fuck? I, I don't understand it. I, can't... I mean, why put him, why ship him off in the first place? Yeah. yeah, it makes no, I don't understand it. I'm, I'm hoping it's not true, because if it is true, I will be one mushroom cloud laying motherfucker. Oh. Like, I will be furious. Given how much we, we're anticipating this movie, I mean, we choke up in the fucking trailer. There's yeah. another trailer as well, which looks pretty awesome. I'm yeah. I'll be I will be gutted because this is what you're right. This is what Superman. If Krypton's still around, why doesn't he just go the fuck back there? Mm. What's his point? What yeah. the, the the isolation? Yeah. Why of, send him? Yeah. What? Look, it's a rumor. I hope it's false. I hope it's crap. I hope it's shit. Yes. Or some other euphemism for a mm. turd on the ground. Bunkus. <laughs> That's the one. In news that surprises absolutely nobody. Michael Caine has been cast in Christopher Nolan's new film. <laughs> Interstellar mm. is the name of it. Yep. Uh, he will join Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, and Matthew McConaughey in a film that has been written by Nolan and his brother yep. and was initially going to be directed by Steven Spielberg. Okay. But has now yep. is now not and is going to be a Nolan, Nolan joint. So presumably Killian Murphy's going to be in there somewhere. You've got to assume. Yeah, Leo mm-hmm. might pop up. Either either Leo or maybe JGL. JGL, yeah. Oh, that's a possibility. Yeah. Oh well. Yes. Yeah, news news that surprises no one. I mean, yeah. good. I like watching Michael. Oh, Kane. Michael Caine's fantastic. And Nolan Nolan just in his name alone has deserved our our money for the ticket. Absolutely. So, so I'm. Um, yes. Oh, there's a there's a new Christopher Nolan movie. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Yeah. And speaking of money. An unintentional segue. Iron Man money. US $175.3 million domestic opening weekend and a worldwide total of $680.1 million, which includes the 175 for its second... 175.9 million in its second weekend overseas and the overseas gross has run up 504.8 million so far. No other solo superhero movie including Batman or Spider-Man, has managed this kind of money. Iron Man 3 is the second biggest domestic debut ever, behind the 207.4 million over the same weekend last year for the Avengers, and surpassing the previous second place holder of, of one point, oh, sorry, 
which was the Harry Potter finale. In nine days, the film shot past the $312 million international total for Iron Man 2 in its entire theatrical run. That's serious wow. money. That's beyond... What, what hope? I mean, well done. Yep. Well done to all of the people involved. Fantastic. It was a hit. We loved it. Um, mm. Prick lovers loved it. Well, it's, with one notable exception. But we won't that, talk about him. Fuck that prick. I mean... You know what? I mean... There's no ghost riding. There's no ghost. <laughs> Let's ride! Like, the, but just, just to think about that sort of money in terms of what, what, what sort of expe- unrealistic expectations now are going to be put on movies. If you look back at, at blo- the old summer blockbusters like Jaws, for example, which, which basically made like three times its budget or something, so mm. less than $200 million in adjusted dollars. And that's considered a, that was considered a blockbuster, unbelievable hit. This is just some ridiculous, ridiculous fucking money. And I just, I can't, I can't imagine what it's going to mean for, for everybody else. I mean, is, is that why, movie. Movie, like you were talking a, a couple of weeks ago about Jack Reacher. Yeah. Which did more than double its budget, did, yep. a, did, a, did a healthy... $240 million. Yeah. So... On a tri- $60 million dollar market. Triple, yep. quadrupled its budget. Yep. And that's not successful enough to get a sequel. Correct. Does it have to be? Do, do things have to make this much money? Well, like, what, do we have to do half a billion dollars for something to be considered a success? What, what? Well, exactly. What is this sort of money, and what does it represent in the grand scheme of things? I mean, billion dollar. We talked about Seinfeld and its mm. billion dollar syndication run. It's this money. This is it. Does it reach a critical mass? Is it, is it actually going to... Is, is it, does it peak? T- Is it a yeah. bubble? Is it, yeah, exactly. Is it going to burst? Is, is this going to be... I don't know. I'm impressed. Good on them. Well done. Congratulations. I think a lot of the money... I think you could probably cut half of that out just in the fact that people would go just because... Multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah. The movies. It did have the 3D release, but mm-hmm. again, we're not take, that's still money that's going yeah. into their bank, so it yeah. doesn't matter. I just think it, it's, it's kind of... It's kind of a little bit like the sort of money that they were talking about pre-GFC in, mm. in relation to a lot of things that they caught. Now, of course, I understand that, you know, change million to billion. Yeah. But it was kind of pre-GFC sort of shit. We're just, yeah. how much money are we going to make? We're going to make, we're going to make, we're going to make. Yeah. I guess the days of studios going bust is, is over. Well, like, no, what, what it does, what I'm worried that it co- it's going to cause mm. is studios taking even less risks True. And, and putting everything in... I mean, these are called tentpole movies for yep. a reason, because yep. they hold up the studio. Yep. It means that they'll put money into movies that they think are going to be huge, mm. but when they flop, they're going to flop big. Yep. John Carter oh, yeah. is, is an example of this. Yep. Movies that they expected to be tentpoles, mm. that they put hundreds of millions of dollars into, marketed it up the wazoo, but no one saw. Mm. Whether or not it's because they were shit, or they just... They just missed and no one was interested. Yeah, we don't know, but I think there's a real chance that this is just going to collapse in on itself. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. and it's like video, it's exactly the same as as video games. Mm. They're making triple A. They're putting hundreds of millions of dollars into triple A games. Yeah, and not taking any risks, not putting money into smaller projects, things that maybe could be cult that could yeah. still be successful we'll still make but, still make its budget back a couple of times over yeah yet somehow that's not but successful. you know they're not yeah they're, mm-hmm. they're looking for halos they're looking for assassin's yeah. creed they're looking for you know monsters yeah 
And I don't think that's a sustainable business. Well, if that's if that was the case, honestly, if this this situation were the case in two thousand five, Iron Man would never have been made. Hmm. So that's that needs to be the perspective. Yeah, Iron Man people was need to a make. risk. Yes, and it was a risk that paid off for the studio. And lo and behold, look where it's got them. Yeah, yeah, right. Maybe, maybe they won't take those risks anymore. Maybe they won't be too scared because of the amount of money they'll have to invest in it to make the risks. Mm. Will that chase away the and and of the obvious pretentiousness of this statement? Will that chase away the big the the proper actors, the real actors? Like, I nothing against Robert Downey Jr. He's a spectacular actor. Mm. But let's face it, his resurgence has really only been since Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, now Iron Man. Yeah. We don't... You, it's very difficult. When you watch him and Sherlock Holmes, there's still a little bit... Oh, that's Tony Stark. Yeah. You know... I mean, we're never going to have the Chaplin RDJ. No. You know, well, and which is a shame. But are we going to... I mean, we're never going to see Streep, for example. And, you know, good friend of the show, Meryl mm. Streep. Is not going to be seen in a in a a movie like this. Our our boy Hugh, is this is what this is the sort of fame he's chasing. Yeah. And yet, he gets up on stage and belts out, you know, can you hear the rising fucking horn or whatever? I'm sorry to those who like Les Mis, which I do, but I can never remember the name of the songs. Well, that's actually Matthew's uh, <laughs> special little tribute song to Hugh. Can you hear my rising horn? Yeah. <laughs> you know, is he not going to do this anymore? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. There you go. So there's some serious money. Good fucking on them. Well done, Shane Black. Well yeah. done, John Favreau, for bringing it to them in the mm. first place. Good on you, Marvel, for taking the, the... Well, no longer taking the risk. And good on Disney for making an astute business choice. Yeah. And, and getting. I mean, at what point can they park this truckload of money up to Sony and say, give us Spider-Man? Because you, can, you know full well if they could somehow... That Civil War movie is, yeah. is destined to happen. Yeah. But Sony's got to go bust somehow. We're not going to get Civil War. Fuck Sony. <laughs> Fuck Sony. The only way is is if they could somehow... It's a co-production. Yeah. The, that's the only way. They could work out some way that, okay, we're going to give you this amount of... And the problem is lawyers will get involved in this shit. Yes. Yeah, you well, know, if, Tony, if, if Iron Man is on the screen for... X amount of... 82 yeah. minutes, then Spider-Man's got to be on the, on there for 82 minutes. Happens, you know. They've got to have equal... It's, yeah. yep. and, and filmmaking by committee... Does not work. Yes, absolutely. Fuck you, suits. Ben Affleck's next movie has been announced. Warner Brothers have started production on Live by Night, mm -hmm. an adaptation of a Dennis Lehane novel. Oh, yeah. It is Affleck's second time bringing Lehane to the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, Lehane wrote the book that would become Gone Baby Gone. Gone. Affleck will write and star in this film, as well as direct, which is, unsurprisingly, set in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> the novel follows a police captain's son who is involved in organised crime in the 1920s. The story will take him from Boston to Florida and Cuba. Okay, so Ben Affleck's doing a period piece. Yeah. Again. Yes. I mean, Argo was far enough back that, or close enough to the modern times that he could get away with it. Look, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the chap. I hope that... I hope he, I hope he pulls it off again. Mm. I genuinely hope he pulls it off again because not necessarily wins best picture or best director, or but just makes a fucking good yeah. film. Because he's he's really he's now getting to a point where he's I mean, but Gone Baby Gone was just unbelievably good. The town is excellent. Argo is extraordinary. Oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, but good on him. Like I'm, I'm really like it's, he's like a. We've seen him grow up. 
We have. We have. Our little Ben. Our little Ben. Good uh, on you. Also, also uh, yep. this is done with his and Ben Affleck, not Ben Affleck, and Matt Damon's production company as well. Is that Greenlight, Greenlight Films or uh, something? No, uh, Pearl something. Okay. But yeah. Pearl, Obviously, Matt Pearl, Damon needed a job. Pearl, Pearl necklace. Pearl hunting. <laughs> Pearl hunting productions. Yeah, well, Elysium is coming out still, but yeah. so anyway. The Hollywood Reporter is telling us that Steven Spielberg is set to direct American Sniper. Now, do you know about Chris Kyle, the former US Navy SEAL, considered by many, possibly even himself, as America's deadliest sniper? He um, is, is that a is that a show on Seven Mate? <laughs> he's the most next lead. week on America. He wrote it's a reality show. He wrote a book, the <laughs> autobiography, called American Sniper: the most the autobiography of the most lethal sniper in U.S. history. Apparently, 150 confirmed kills or something. But what was about Kyle that that brought him to attention was not so much his his prodigious kill list and his exten- uh, extensive service was that he and another friend were killed by a fellow veteran at a gun range when Chris Kyle and this other person came down to the, his would-be murderer to try and help him with post-traumatic stress disorder. And the, the guy gunned him down on the, the thing. So it was a tragic end to a, to a hero, mm. so a guy cut short. So anyway, Bradley Cooper um, will star and produce, and obviously with, uh, with Steven Spielberg helming the, the director's chair, not to make light of it, but this will be, I think, this is this covered pretty much all the major wars. I think he's done... Best Spielberg. Yeah, he's done two, he's done the Civil War, and now he's going to do the Iraq War. Well, so. he did one with War Horse, didn't he? So he did, there you go, it's World War One. of course he did. So, so. yeah, World War One, World War Two. Has, has, has he done a Vietnam movie? No. So he's got the Boer War, Vietnam War, and Korean War to go, but... Anyway. Well, I'm seeing a MASH reboot <laughs> from Spielberg next. Um... Yeah, so anyway, so tra- out of tragedy, hopefully something something nice might come out of that, the process, because of, of all intensive purposes, this Chris Kyle guy, despite being a, a, a dead-eyed dick with the gun, it was actually supposed to be a nice guy. Killed a fuckload of people, apparently lovely. But f- they were all bad. <laughs> Heart of gold, though. So, you know, and apparently an excellent dancer. So, oh, thanks. <laughs> there we go. Fostered puppies, I hear. <laughs> We do like to stick it to the Navy SEALs, and I don't know why. What? Anyway. Act of Valor. That's why. That's why. Yeah, fuck Michael Bay. You know what? The SEAL Team 6, you can suck my balls. Yeah. You should have put. You should kill these guys when you had the chance. Pretty much. Black bag that shit. Yeah. Don't let that come out. Warner Brothers have claimed mm-hmm. that they have purchased the rights to Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. So the film rights to Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. And have a, have a project, someone's book called Chainmail, based on a Dungeons and Dragons board game, mm-hmm. already in the early stages of production. However, Universal oh. have a movie in the works with Hasbro, and Hasbro claim that when they purchased uh, Wizards of the Coast, mm. that they have the rights to Dungeons and Dragons. Right. So Warner Brothers ain't got shit. Wow. So who did the the god awful ill fated fucking the Jeremy Irons? Yeah, <laughs> God. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry. I just I just threw up in my mouth a uh, a little bit, a yeah. little bit. But yeah, it was it was awful. Oh, it was an um, abomination. They've they've done a couple of others: Dungeons and Dragons, Wrath of a fucking Demon God or some shit. And oh, it, they're just they're just fucking terrible, terrible, terrible movies. 
Which was a shame because it took from many a nerd their hard-earned Hungry Jack's mm. money that, you know, they're going to use to... Because this came out in the year 2000. Like, the internet wasn't as prolific. They couldn't download that shit. No. So they had to go and... They, they had to make a decision that day. Do I go and buy the latest edition of Spawn or... Do I go to Dungeons and Dragons? I can't believe I wasted my money on this movie. <laughs> they chose poorly that day, they my chose, friends. They did. So fuck them. But yeah, so so so, so there's a fight. You. There's a legal fight. Yeah. For, uh, over who can make the shit movie? Well, let's hope. Let's let's really hope. So obviously, New Line Cinema sold the right. Probably couldn't get rid of them fucking fast enough. Yeah. So let's hope that maybe. Just maybe they do something worthwhile. The interesting thing with that is that surely now they're obviously trying to cash in on the Game of Thrones, mm. The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings. Absolutely. Which isn't a bad idea. The 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 issue being is that unfortunately movies that of, of the stories that are any good from that game series, yeah. if they don't do a an original, they then they're, they're knockoffs of Lord of the Rings anyway. Yeah. Like, Dragonlance really is a knockoff of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I, I love them. It has a special place in yeah. my heart. But it's a no- And then it goes off to being something better than yeah. it was. But, you know, let's get rid of throwing a ring into a volcano to collect all the dragon orbs and, oh, 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 oh what have we got? Yeah. So, you know, and that's not... And again, to be clear, not to take away anything from Dragonlance. It was a great story. Yes. But I have always called... To me, Dragonlance has always been Tolkien light. Yes. You know, diet Tolkien. Yeah. And it was never trying to be more. No. I mean, it, it was one of the first fantasy series yeah. that, I, that I got into. It's yeah. fucking sitting right there on the yeah. shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chronicles? Yep. Fantastic. But Tolkien light. Yeah. But required reading. Yes. To get to the good stuff. Yeah, which was, which yeah. was Legends. Legends, yeah. But that story, I don't know that you could ever tell. Well, because you, you need to tell... Because the, you need to tell the other one first. Look, the problem is is that a movie like this is not going to generate the sort of, of quality director, the quality stars, the no. quality skin. Well, this works. movie won't have the budget or the quality of a middling Game of Thrones episode. Yeah, and that's the that's the downside of it all. Which would suck because, you know, let's face it, if you gave Game of Thrones just a little bit of extra budget... Can you imagine Peter Dinklage as Tuckleoff? <laughs> No, I can only ever see him as Tyrion now. I saw him in something else the other day. Can't remember what it was. But he just went, oh, fuck, Tyrion's on screen. He's going to slap that guy? Yeah. <laughs> this is my all-time favourite news item ever. Not just up to this date, but will always be my favourite news item. The Boomtown Rats have cancelled their planned Australian tour... Because no one oh. gives a fuck. <laughs> they planned five shows and they sold zero tickets. But they've cancelled under what uh, under they they've called it unforeseen circumstances. Yes, the unforeseen circumstances is no one in Australia wants to see your shit. I could understand underwhelming sales, but zero. zero? That was the report. Zero ticket wow. sales. No one wants to see them. Wow. <laughs> I mean, and the, you know, what? that's how they treat someone that kind of saved Africa. <laughs> well, I think maybe people have gone. People have know, forgotten. People, well, people go Boomtown Rats. What song did they sing? Or what? What did they sing? Yeah, I don't, I don't like Mondays. Mondays. What else did they sing? 
Exactly. I mean, that wasn't a buffering gag. There was just deadly <laughs> fucking silence. What else did they fucking sing? So what are they going to do? Fill two hours of Tell Me Why? Uh, anyway. <laughs> Tell Me Why. Yeah. Every time I clap my hands, a child in Africa fucking dies. Stop clapping. <laughs> Stop fucking clapping. <laughs> Completely untrue story, but it doesn't matter. Disney have announced its first big theatrical animated Marvel movie. I'm connecting the dots. Okay. I'm with you. So Disney, yep. Animation, yep. Marvel, yep. Cinema, right. There it is. Big Hero Six. Big, absolutely. Why? What else would they go with? <laughs> what else could they go with? It's a an odd choice because mm. no one really knows it. <laughs> uh, apparently, they are a uh, a Japanese super team. Hang on, we're going back to. Hang on, this isn't like Science Team Gatchaman being remade. Battle of the Planets. No. Okay, because I know that's happening. There's apparently yeah. a live-action version of that happening. I don't know. Oh. I, can, I can live with it. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Um, I've, I've, I've jumped all over you. But do they put 7 Quark 7? No, no, no. See, that was only... Because that was only in the Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the original Battle of the Planets. Which was, is, it was brutal, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. When Mark and Jason kept arguing all the time, and like Jason's just fucking bloodthirsty, let's blow them all up. Mark's like, stop it. He's like, fuck you, Jason, fuck you. Ah! And they're railing fucking princess each... <laughs> Sorry, maybe the version <laughs> I saw was a bit interesting. But, you know, and Keop wasn't a fuckwit. Like, it wasn't a... Anyway. Sorry. You were saying? <laughs> Disney, cinema, anime. Go. <laughs> go. Uh, they're a Japanese super team who have only yep. been in a few comics, and they're not, they're not big stars. Okay. But it, it looks like this is something that's aimed at a, at a younger audience. I imagine this is going to be a school holidays yep. movie, you know, trying to you know, maybe launch something. And even though it is a Marvel franchise... Mm-hmm. Props for them for taking a bit of a risk. Well, which flies against exactly what we were saying yeah. before, but sure. Anyway. Yeah. So, well, Big Hero 6. Right. Stay tuned, folks. You've heard it first here. I was actually just curious um, about something else, but I'll, I'll talk about that shortly because I've got a I've got my final news item. Mm-hmm. To be clear, you we mentioned this earlier and a, a little bit while ago, and it, and it did suggest that I'm a bit of a fucking dirty perv, which is fine. I am. Su- oh, so suggest? <laughs> Girls Gone Wild founder Joe Francis has been found guilty on Monday of three misdemeanor counts of false imprisonment, one count of assault causing great, uh, great bodily injury, and one count of dissuading a witness. And he faces a maximum of five years in jail. Apparently, after an investigation, they couldn't go with felony, so they went with misdemeanor. But allegedly, well, I, I, weren't they two of his stars? No, no, no. Allegedly, this was three girls. For felony and misdemeanor. <laughs> no, they're rappers. Oh. They, they uh, apparently he got three girls, and they all went back to his place, and he was trying to separate one of the girls away from the herd, which is look, that's which, pretty standard. Which is a classic move. Pretty standard practice, <laughs> you know, because you got to separate the the chick out from the herd, but they weren't pretty much weren't having any of that and lo and behold uh, he decided to grab one by the throat and smash her against a wall and then proceeded to try and dodge authorities and, and so on and so forth I'm, I'm sorry is this Girls Gone Wild founder or Charlie Sheen? No <laughs> it's pretty scary when Charlie Sheen's like dude um, so anyway treat women with respect yo. hopefully this fucktard goes away for a while so do you think that's why it was all wound up because this was all looming? Or? Well, apparently uh, it went bankrupt because there were about 16 million in outstanding like claims. Like, so... Uh, what, settled out of court? Perhaps, stuff, yeah, so... 
maybe that's what went down. I still, I cried foul. I still thought that he's obviously got some money elsewhere, but apparently mm. no. Yeah. We all thought he was a douchebag. A douchebag with a genius idea, but a douchebag <laughs> nonetheless. Um, and apparently now he's confirmed it. A lot of boobies thrown in your face corrupts absolutely. That's the, uh, that's the actual phrase. Yes. Not absolute power. Absolute booby. I have one thing, which is not so much news, yep. but just something that I found out during the week that was just... And, and it ties into the review. I, I thought it was a test result or something. No, no. <laughs> internet fans, female internet fans of celebrities can be kind of crazy and full-on. Yes. You know, you talk about your believers and, and stuff yeah. like that that are yeah. just fucking nuts. My favourite, I have just discovered, my favourite female internet fan group mm. name. Something has finally topped the David Duchovny estrogen brigade. Yeah. Star of, of Star Trek and Sherlock. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. These are the Cumberbitches. The Cumberbitches. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. The Cumberbitches. Yeah, apparently, this is. I heard this today as well, just in a, in a random forum, and someone was talking about Star Trek, and it goes, oh, yeah, my wife is a Cumberbitch. Her words, not mine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. checking this out. The Cumberbitches. Yeah. Which is just <laughs> glorious, isn't it? It's just fucking genius. Oh, I wish I'd had, a, like, a cool name where bitches be, like, well... So I'll go back and go with Blue Before. I wish I was really talented and good looking in the movies so that I could have a cool name. That's right. And the bitches would be That's right. crazy. Bitches yeah. would be crazy. Bitches would be crazy. Because I'm desperate for a crazy stalker on Twitter and I just don't have one. I've been randomly posting my picture of di- my dick out everywhere and no, no one. No takers. No ta- No biters. <laughs> Not necessarily a bad thing, but then perhaps. Well, for most of us, but then I know yeah. how you like to get down. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's the little things. Oh. Reviews. Re- Review. Review. Review only one movie this week because um because it's a big one. Yeah, and I, I I actually suspect I was thinking about this when I was writing the review. I, was, I suspect we've probably got a fair bit to talk about of this mm. movie. So let's jump straight into it. Star Trek Into Darkness, directed by J.J. Abrams, written by two of the original or two of the reboot writers, Roberto Orchi or Orchi, and Alex Kurtzman, and J.J. Abrams' favorite writer Damon Lindelhoff who I think we could just pretty much throw a rock at anything in the movies the past 10 years, or TV in 10 years, and he'll have attached to it. That has sucked. (laughs) Starring Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Zaldana, John Cho, Peter Weller, Benedict Cumberbatch, (laughs) and Carl Urban. So before I begin, I'd like to give you a fair warning that this is probably a bit spoiler-heavy, so if you don't want to hear it and you want to skip to the end, do it. Otherwise, fuck you. The film opens with Kirk, Pine and Bones, Urban, breaking the Prime Directive and saving Spock from certain death and generally being Kirk. This naturally brings him into conflict with Starfleet and Spock, Quinto, and he loses the captaincy of the Enterprise. 
break now to London and we see a family in distress and a shadowy figure makes a Faustian deal with a Starfleet officer who in return for the cure to his daughter's illness blows up an office in Starfleet London HQ. The terrorist shows an intimate knowledge of Starfleet protocols and uses this knowledge to launch an attack on the High Command in San Francisco. Fortunately, Kirk is there to save the day and the figure, identified as John Harrison, Cumberbatch, escapes to an uninhabited part of Kronos, the Klingon homeworld. Admiral Marcus, a welcomed return by Peter Weller, authorises Kirk to take the Enterprise, armed with 72 experimental photon torpedoes, and to take out Harrison. Locating Harrison, Kirk, Uhuru, Saldana, and Spock attempt to apprehend Harrison and bring him to justice. After a brief fight, where Harrison comes to the rescue of the away team, he surrenders to Kirk, but all is not what it seems. Thusly, l'aventure commence. I have made no secret to my disdain of the first J.J. Trek. I thought the story was lazy, time travel, and there were about five or six moments that really fucked it for me. For example, a fucking lizard on an ice planet. I have also made no secret of how much I've enjoyed some of the iterations of Star Trek, especially one of my favourite of the franchises, Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. So imagine my thrill at watching that particular movie all over again. And by doing this, this movie has done the impossible. It's made me really like this new franchise, and I mean really, really like it. Where the first movie really pissed me off with its bullshit winks to the audience, this movie took a bald-ass look at the audience straight in the eye and say, look what we're doing. No, no, trust us, it's fucking great. And it was. Fans of the original Wrath of Khan should, in my opinion, love this film. It's taken a good movie and made it great, with what can only be described as amazing fan service. The switching out of the roles, with Kirk sacrificing himself for the crew, with Spock exacting revenge and delivering the immortal, and until now inimitable, Khan! The biggest part of this I would like to compliment would be the humour. The film was bristling with it, without generating and falling into a gag-a-minute flick. Also, to go a bit deep here, the fact that in the first film they bashed us over the head time and time again with how with this new storyline they could do their own stories, they've done the exact opposite, almost saying that history is always destined to repeat itself, but the players don't have to be the same. This isn't a perfect film, the Kirk's dead but he'll be alive in 3, 2, 1, didn't gel with me, and in the original version of this film we had to wait till the end of Star Trek 3 to get Spock back on screen. I think they could have done that a little better. The acting is tight, with the real stars of this film being Quinto and Cumberbatch. They really bring something to this that takes it to the next level. As I said before, it's great to see Peter Weller back on screen, and Simon Pegg brings something different to the role of Scotty. Doon was lovable, Pegg is incorrigible, and it works. And speaking of Scotty, I love the moment of his running and running and running and running through the huge ship. It's been a long criticism of the entire Star Trek franchise that these ships and space stations are immense, yet it seems to only take a few steps to get where they need to be. To me, this was a nod to the audience saying, okay, we know, and yes, this is probably what it would be like, but let's move past it so we can get on with the story. And I think they did it to great effect. The effects were incredible. Minimal lens flares in comparison to some of the, the, the previous shots. The story is good. And I believe the f effects and shots and sequences were giving us a taste of what J uh, the J.J. Helmed 
episode seven is going to look like. And personally, I'm looking forward to that. I like it. I will definitely be watching this bad boy a couple of times. And just like the Star Wars prequels, I will pretend the first film doesn't exist. Four stars. This was definitely one of my most anticipated yep. movies of the year. I enjoyed the first one, and as, and as you've mentioned, your vociferous complaints about the about the fan service and, and nods and, hey, look what we did here, yep. to, to the rest of Trekdom in the first movie. I actually was more attuned to that, I mm-hmm. think, in this film, because I was looking out for it. So my work, had, work is yeah. done. They were there. A couple of them stood out a bit and were a bit clunky. Some of them, I thought, were were actually really really quite cleverly done yep. uh, my favourite was when they got Chekhov to put on a uh, on a red shirt red shirt and there's this look of terror <laughs> just the, the whole red shirt <laughs> sequences yeah take off those red shirts was was great mm. like and yeah go and yep. put a red shirt on oh um, very good I'd written this because I hadn't known the way I'd written this because I didn't know how if you'd like the reveal, yeah, whether yeah, you yeah. whether you'd do it or not oh yeah yeah fuck um, it which, which you kind of have yeah. in uh, obliquely but the Cumberbatch reveal, yes. the the John Harrison reveal. Yep. No one really knew. There was all, we always suspected, yep. and we thought it would be, but we never really knew. When it was announced, like when it was, you know, John Harrison is the the lie. My mm. name is. That wasn't the <gasps> moment that I thought it would be. Yeah. It, it, it kind, maybe because we kind of expected it. Yeah. It it wasn't well, it, it was, wasn't a shocking reveal. Pretty much as soon as he said, "My mm. name's not John Harrison." Yeah, well, you I'm knew. Like, yeah, well, okay, yeah. of course it isn't because yeah. one could tell. Yeah, so that wasn't the the gasp moment that I thought it would be. Cumberbatch, though, as as John Harrison or or Khan, Khan was exceptional. Yeah, as and I agree with everything that you said about the cast. Chris Pine is is becoming a fantastic Kirk. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what he does as Jack Ryan. Yeah, yeah. That'll be quite good. Quinto Spock was was fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, Quinto and, and Pine, sorry, Cumberbatch and Pine owned this movie. Zoe Saldana, I thought she didn't really do much. I didn't think she bought all that much. The rest of the supporting cuts I thought was underused yeah. a bit. Not to take away from Kirk and Khan, that was fantastic, and, and Spock, but... I thought Sulu, I thought John Cho's Sulu was kind of awesome, kind of badass. badass. <laughs> and Carl Urban, I thought, was underused as bones. Yeah. And I agree with everything you said about Scotty. Yeah. Simon Pegg, I would watch Simon Pegg take a shit. Yeah, he's awesome. And, and his, yeah. his Scotty is just, is awesome. Yeah. One of my favourite role, one of my favourite players in this was Peter Weller, though. Yeah. He, I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah. He, he was in a couple of episodes of Dexter a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. And even there, he's just got this fucking intensity. Yeah. To him, this super intense. He's yeah. fucking really He's intense. Just yeah, like any minute nah. now, I'm gonna leap across the table and rip your fucking head off. Yeah. Why? Because I can. I'm yeah. Peter fucking Weller. I'm Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought some things were unnecessary. Yeah. I thought old Spock, Spock Prime, was completely unnecessary. Yeah. That didn't need to. Yeah, it didn't need to be. It, it felt gimmicky. Well, it felt desperate. Given how much I hated it in the first movie, yeah. you could only imagine how disappointed yeah. I was for the second. Um, not necessary. Played like a cheap gimmick. Yeah. I had some. There were some other problems with the script. Some fairly gaping plot holes. Yeah. Well, the but, yeah. Sorry, but that, I mean, that's that's in all this. I mean, there's no reason for for Kirk to scream God yeah. at the screen. He does, yeah. but they still do it. Yeah. yeah there's, there's always massive plot yeah. holes. These. Well, well, the, the, well, the one that got me is like, oh. We need Khan's blood. Yeah. We'll ignore the 72 <laughs> other guys we've got. 
That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. They've got 72 <laughs> fucking icicles sitting yeah. over there. So there was some other problems and a case of, and I, I couldn't resist using using this awful, awful bun, the Chekhov's gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with, the, with the triple in Khan's blood. You, you yeah. knew it was going to happen. Largely, though, I thought this was an exceptionally enjoyable film. Yeah. However, I disagree with you in one fairly large way. Oh? That scene. Really? I was initially undecided yeah. whether this was genius inversion homage yeah. or crass fan service shit. Yeah. I'm you... leaning towards the latter. Oh, really? Oh, no way. Star Trek fans know the scene mm-hmm. that I'm talking about. If you've seen this movie, if you've seen number two, yep. you know this scene. Yep. And as soon as the situation presented itself, you knew exactly how it was going to play out. Yeah. There was no, there was no other other yeah. option. You knew exactly and how it was going to go. Mind you, if you didn't know, old Spock fucking told you anyway when he yeah. said, "Well, yes, we we yeah. did beat him, but the yeah. consequences were fucking." Yeah. Another reason why I thought that was yeah. just unnecessary. Yeah. But I don't think I'm overstating it by saying that that scene in Wrath of Khan is probably the most moving, mm-hmm. touching, and poignant scene in. Everything Star Trek. Yes. Every piece of film Star Trek. Yes. From go to woe. Yep. That is the most moving, touching scene the needs of in the, the entire the thing. The needs of the many are the need the reason of one. It's I, magic. Yeah. And I think it's actually up there with the top five cinema deaths. That's great. Of all time. Great moment. Fantastic scene. And to have it parodied, lampooned, I... I just didn't, I didn't like it, yeah, I, and and I felt that it was disrespectful. Yeah, I mean you're wrong, but fair enough. <laughs> That's um, how you felt. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, on on the on the writing of it, I mean, we can't blame JJ for that. He worked with mm. what the script is, but the script, the writers, if you look through their credits, they're the JJ Brigade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they are an extent. I, I would consider them an extension. Of JJ. Well, if he, uh, it would be foolish to think that he wouldn't have a fairly substantial hand in yeah. the script writing. Yeah. Not. So, collectively, I yeah, I'm you to think, have it resolved as yeah. You think they should have known better? Should have been known better. Yeah. They they didn't say Kirk didn't. Two things they didn't. The needs of the one they didn't have that. Mm. Spock said it at the Spock start. said it at the beginning, yeah. but which was a bit. You, you are and always have been. Yeah. My friend, they didn't. It could have been worse. Yeah. Spock letting go and yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, see, I really like the super. Why I liked that is because if he had said to, if they had gone verbatim, mm. it would have been bullshit because we didn't have the original series. No, and TV cause, show because he, he yelled Khan about his son. Yeah, no, no, but yeah. also the we don't the, have the Khan history and with the, no, 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 with the, I'm getting at the Sorry. you, you are now and always will be my friend. We don't have five years we, of shit before exactly. That. Yeah, so I understand. I understand yeah. you. For me. That scene in the new Star Trek movie, I was sitting, I was watching it with this massive smile on my face of going, and you know I hate fucking winks at the audience, mm. but I'm going, oh, I can't believe this is, to me, this, this was fucking awesome yeah. that they did this. And oh, who's going to yell Khan? And I'm, who's going to yell Khan? And then I'm really right into it. And then he goes, and then he goes Khan, I'm like, yes! I, I cheered. Yeah, I'm just, I I have witnesses. I went yes, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. I really so it's interesting that I mean, like I said, you're wrong, but it's it's great that you've got that point of view. Yeah, 
Yep. I, I ended up liking this film. Mm-hmm. I thought it was largely really good. I'm giving it three stars. Yeah. That scene and my issues with that scene. Oh really? Gotta be honest. Dropped a. Oh yeah. See, no, dropped, that, dropped a point for me. That actually pumped one up for yeah. me. Yeah. Because I really liked it. Yeah. And the, interestingly, Chris Hemsworth is in the credits as George Kirk. Pardon me. Now there's no. There's no film. There's no. Um, there was like a flash, a very quick flashback thing. Maybe they had like a frame of him. Maybe I don't. When know. he was dying, there was a. <laughs> or, are they deleted scenes? Well, you got to assume there would be. There, so that's we just wonder whether there's something back, because Chris Hemsworth. Um, I mean, that was wasn't it wasn't his breakout role at all. No. But I mean, for a nanosecond in the very first movie, I thought slash hoped that he was the new Kirk. You mm. know, somehow that they'd made a mistake with Chris Pine. So obviously somewhere along the line, and the only reason it stuck out because his name is so blah. It just yeah. ha- I just happened to be looking at the credits because I th- stupidly thought there was an after credit scene. Yeah, well, I aftercredits.com. Yeah, yeah, it, it wouldn't load up quick enough for me, yeah. so we ended up sitting there yeah. staying. Well, I, 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 it took until kind of the end of the credits for it to load for me as well. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if hundreds of people are going ah. But no, my my reservations aside, and and the yeah, fan, yeah. in in terms of where I think this leaves episode seven yeah i think because the writers aren't jj fangirls they're not team jj because the writing is being done separately yeah i don't i i have hope that they're not going to well how- when when the prequels were done yeah there were those little winks and oh look here's young this and blah 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 yeah. that sort of stuff if they don't do that if they keep it kind of pure yeah there's, I mean, there's got to be references. We've, we've talked about, you know, the uh, Nick Fury. Exactly. Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but, absolutely. But hopefully, being that this isn't... Yeah, you know, those... Look, the, the reason my finger's in the air is because how awful was it for us to hear in the prequels, apart from everything else that was awful about the prequels, but the first time we hear May the Force Be With You, it felt awful. It felt clunky. It mm. felt... Sh- like, to yeah. me, I just... I groaned. I went, oh... Yeah really so there unfortunately are going to be moments like that in the first in this mm. seventh film because but see and probably because they said it so often in the first lot because the Jedi mm. were fucking everywhere it was live long and prosper yeah there are just some sort of things but I I thought the sequences when we were where, where they were where we're not going to fit we will fit we're not going to mm. fit we'll fit and that the the turn yeah. and all that sort of stuff I thought wow this has got some He's got some really good vision. Oh, about how vi- that's going I have to work, no issues you know, with so. with JJ visually. Yeah, my, my issues in this were not visually or artistic. Yeah, yeah they yeah, were. Yeah. They were some scripting, yeah. scripting things. I see, and there you go. Because I loved it. I thought, I thought the the needs of the many outweighed the the needs of the one. In the volcano, was a bit wasted. Yes, and there were a couple of moments. I, I thought, as I'm much a doctor, as, Jim, not a torpedo technician. That's it. Those ones, I they were a bit, uh, but and um, having a triple, yeah, that yeah. So there's a couple, but to me, everything else just more than made up for it. And to yeah. be honest, that scene really, I just went, oh, Wrath of Khan is one of my favourite Star Trek movies. Mm. I like, I love Wrath of Khan, and I like First Contact. Mm. They're my two favourite motion pictures. Yeah. I can handle some of the others. I don't watch Star Trek the motionless picture. And I don't watch the final front, the is it the, the final, god one. Yeah, the final frontier. Yeah. The Five. One, yeah, written and directed by Shatner. Yeah. I don't, don't do it. I thought six was really good. 
Yeah, Undiscovered Country. Yeah, yeah that's pretty Six cool. Six was great. Yeah. I think there might be one or two of the next-gen ones that I haven't seen. Oh, that's possible. Which possibly I think that good. I think we have. I think like, we own. I yeah. think we inherited them. But yeah. well, Star Trek Next Generation brought me back onto the Star Trek mm. bandwagon. Yeah. So I've definitely seen all of those. Yeah. And well, everyone we're, hates... we're still Blu-raying, journey yeah, through yeah. the Blu-rays of Next Gen. So everyone hate. I think it's in, no Star Trek Nemesis. I don't hate it. I think it was a bit. I think it was a bit clunky and a mm. bit poor. It was a double episode, and that's the problem with. With all the Star Trek movies, is how do you make them not be like double episodes? Mm. And I think there were aspects of it in this one that were... See, that for me, you talk about the Tribble. They needn't have mentioned the Tribble at all. As soon as they mention about Khan's blood being this, that, mm. and the otherwise, and advanced healing properties, to me, that was just... There it was. Yeah. That's it. There's your the, Chekhov's, the Chekhov's gun. gun yeah. There's your Tribble's gun. All right. So, so 21. You, uh, 21 today? 21 today. Um, Yet again. No cake. Just I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to fire some of them. I want to fire a motherfucker. Do we employ anybody? We should. I want just to employ to, Just to fire them. Just so I can fire yeah, them. Yeah, just go in and go, fucking, that's it. Guess what? You didn't bring cake. What? You're fired. Just, just <laughs> you're fucking fired. <laughs> I didn't, didn't know I had a job. Yeah, no, fuck you. You're fired. Yeah. So, for another week, we're done. So, we to contact us on Twitter. ACOP Nate. ACOP Woody. Email us. Uh, we're at pricks at a couple of pricks.com. Or if you want to give feedback of the negative variety, or if you don't, God forbid, you want to give us suggestions, yeah, yeah. go fuck yourself at a couple of com. Follow us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Yes. And, and also on Facebook. Uh, yes. Facebook.com, ACOP Podcast. Yes, where we, we post up all sorts of interesting things and tidbits through the week. So, yes. so jump online. Yeah. I think that's us. Yep. I've been Woody. I'm Nate. And where? A couple of pricks. She packed my bags. Last night, pre-flight. Zero hour. 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high.
ain't the kind of place to raise a kid. In fact, it's cold as hell. And there's no one there to raise them. If you did, I think it's going to be a long, 